Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, did Chris Jones earn a pay bump this season? How much pressure are the Chiefs under? And a major, major, major show announcement. Special guests include Dane and Hughes at 11. Now two guys who didn't win the lottery, so they're going to have to hold off on telling our boss to get bent for now. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Nobody won it, though. So tomorrow night, I think, is the one is over well over a billion now cash value like 700 million mega millions are you given one free get bent to your boss on your birthday because it's alex's birthday are you allowed to just say uh, like just one f you to anyone you want in your <laughs> life for your birthday present you, are you speaking as if you wish you did you keep bringing up that you want to say that to our boss no What's I'm, going saying, on? I'm saying do you get it it's your birthday i don't think so it's not my birthday i i would never i don't think i respect so. our boss. that's my much. birthday yeah, yeah my goodness <laughs> that's still man oh man that was why did they air that on tv i still don't think august. this is on me that was in august and of course channel nine was in the studio doing an interview i was talking about sports betting and how launch day was september 1st and cody real quickly chimed in and said <laughs> that's my birthday today is my birthday that's my birthday thank you now it's your birthday. Thank you. That's the sound that gets played on people's birthdays on this show. That's not the big announcement, though, I promise. The big announcement is that's not, not. That's the not the big it. announcement? That's not. The We're big gonna... announcement just happens to land on your birthday? Wow, what a treat. And it's it's also, you guys are throwing me a huge party and a beer release tomorrow night. It's very nice of all of We're you. Very, whole, We're very generous whole, people. The whole station, I really appreciate it. You guys are having a huge beer release party tomorrow night. At Cinder Block. Really now, that nice it's, you. now that it's been two years, we're probably safe to say this on the air. Oh, oh. It's Alex's 32nd birthday. On his 30th birthday, we're in the middle of COVID. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to celebrate. So I brought in a bunch of presents for him. Yeah, I did. made a cake. Yeah. I brought him a bunch of alcohol to take shots. We got like maybe two hours into the show. And we yeah. get a text from the boss. Be like, hey, Alex is just like pretending right for radio fodder to take those. Mm-hmm. And we all went, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I would not say that that's why how didn't that was we going have like a day. competition to see who could get the you know playoff pills and a great name you know alliteration yes why didn't we have a competition and then have the beer beer named after one of us or like your face with like <laughs> that little like star ding, like <laughs> smile on the side of the bottle you wanted a beer with your face uh, a bottle with your face on it I didn't say it needed to have my face oh. on it but I would love to have you know like a I don't know. My, my name's a bit of a nightmare, so like having a, a beer named after well, Nick Schwartz. It better nice at least be a German beer. It better be yeah. KC Beer Company or something. Get like a get like a nice Hellas. Yeah. Drank a lot of those while over, overseas. Hellas is a great beer. Oh, but of course, you're not drinking now because it's a dry January for you. I wouldn't say I, right now I'm not drinking. <laughs> well, it's a dry January. I'm 12, I'm 12 days in. Clean. <laughs> pure. How many times have you consumed alcohol in January? Um... This past weekend, multiple days. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Get your life together, man. I uh, I did I did on uh, Sunday night. I had I had a beer. Sunday night. That's a the worst that's a day. Night. That's a, a single night. beer. I went to the bar down the street and watched a little bit of the Sunday night football game. That's actually a sin. And then uh, Saturday, I think I had a couple. Did you drink on Monday night during the game? No, the game was so bad it wasn't even worth a beer. Wasn't Some people had to worth... drink just to watch it. Well, that too. That too. That have been the only way to watch it, as a matter of no fact. No kidding. No kidding. So anyway, 
yeah, tomorrow night's going to be a ton of fun. But as we told you yesterday, we are very, very excited. We do have a fun announcement for this show, for this station. We kind of told you, you know, Red Friday, but a little splash of blue. Nick has no idea still. Remember, if you listened to the show yesterday, Nick was upset. He was not informed what's going There's on. There's a reason why. There is. You're going to find out in a second. But we are really, really excited. Next Friday, it's Red Friday. Going to be gearing up for the NFL divisional round. We'll find out, of course, who the Chiefs are going to play and everything. But next Friday, we're going to be out at Rally House in Oak Park. And for the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to have MJ Melendez and Michael Massey hosting the show with us for the entire 1 o'clock hour, commercial-free, Royals, Chiefs. Looking forward to having both those guys on the show. It's going to be a ton of fun. Hope to see you guys out at Rally House next Friday. As you remember, Michael Massey, big football guy, filled in for Vinny in the time that he was gone in Italy. So we know he's got football chops. We know that he'll be good at talking about the Chiefs in the divisional round leading up to it, which also brings us to the other part. This is awesome. MJ Melendez, Michael Massey, full hour. You can all come out and see us. We'll be in public at the Rally House at 95th, right near Oak Park Mall. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be there. The whole show will be there. And those two guys, commercial-free, MJ and Michael Massey, will be there for the entire hour. You might ask yourself. And Massey's a big Chicago Bear. He's got to be in a good mood, though. Oh, yeah, number one overall pick. He's got the number one overall pick. Yeah, he's got to be feeling good. MJ grew up in Miami. You think he's a Dolphins fan? Are we going to have to talk about Miami? We'll we'll find out. We got to find out everyone's football allegiances next Friday, but it's going to be awesome. It'll be out there. And if you haven't had a chance, because the most interesting thing to be very clear about the Royals right now is how good can these young position players for Kansas city be? I disagree. It's how good can they be on the air? How good can (laughs) they be at hosting a radio show? Well, that will be the most interesting thing for us. Also good. I was going to say, you might ask yourself though, is a show who has a great relationship with Vinny Pasquantino. Yeah. Why is it that he mm-hmm. is not able to come busy to guy. the thing next Friday? No, he's not busy. Well, I mean, he might be busy. But in this circumstances, it was made very clear that Vinny Pasquantino would be unable to attend next Friday because of you. You, Nick, and your comment about roller coasters and other what do you such mean my comments comment about you've roller made. Well, we had- he was set to come. You made a comment. And then he was unable to come. I don't think that those things are a coincidence. So we but have Vinny Pasquantino say, lined up. So he now he's not going to be there because of you. Wait, but he didn't say that. He oh, didn't no, he, say, I'm not coming because of Nick. He's too nice of a guy. He would never say that word. But did he heavily suggest it? Yes. Well, how did he heavily suggest That's, it, Cody? I'm just telling you. Let's no, just no, put no. it this way. Nick, he was going to come. And then the minute and that then happened, was on over, happened, all of a sudden, he had something come up. So you know what? No, Vinny Pasquantino. Okay. It's because you basically said he's too big to go on roller coasters. He's six four. You know, <laughs> well, he's a big guy. I didn't say he was fat. Someone said I thought you guys were going to bring Vinny to the playoff game again. We were. Nick ruined that as well. <laughs> let me, that was the okay. plan. So let me go. So ahead now and... Michael Massey and MJ Melendez will be going to the playoff game, which is also awesome. But it's you know we'll just be without our guy Vinny for this one. Let me go ahead and tell you this right now. Um, <laughs> I have no regrets. I'm not. Wow. A, I'm not a kiss ass like you guys. I'm sorry kiss that ass. I don't just suck up to every athlete that ever comes on this show. I, I speak my mind. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. So when I asked Vinny Pasquantino if he was too big to ride on a damn roller coaster at Disneyland, it's because he's a huge human being, and those <laughs> roller coasters are not a one size fit all operation. I stand by what I said. And if he had a, and if that, you know what? If that was enough to get Vinny not to come here, then he showed us his true colors. What does yeah. that even yeah. mean? You know what it means. 
So next Friday, it's Red Friday. We'll be gearing up for the playoffs. We're going to be out at Rally House uh, at Oak Park location, right across from Oak Park Mall, right around, what, 95th and Quivira or so. And MJ Melendez, Michael Massey, going to host the show with us for the entire 1 o'clock hour. It will be commercial-free. Hope to see everybody out there. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're looking forward to it. I, I heard MJ Melendez is fired up. I heard he's very, very excited, probably more than anybody for this whole thing. Maybe word's gotten out about Vinny's appearances as an NFL insider on this very show. People are like, you know what? I also want to prove to people that being in the NFL. We got Do we ever get official confirmation who won the Fantasy Football League? Who won the championship? So. We should have asked Vinny. Well, we can we can find out next week. We knew week. that Grinky beat him in the postseason, so we at least knew that Grinky had moved on to the next round. But we can find out because I know that some of the other younger players, they were having a harder time talking themselves into that league at first. But we know Massey was great. We're really looking forward to talking to MJ as well. This might also be the first time you'll be able to hear an MJ Melendez wow. interview That's your fault. on this station. That's your fault. Despite the fact we've already... One of the biggest fights we've had on this show. <laughs> no joke. One of the biggest fights revolved around a clubhouse interview that we had with MJ Melendez. We interviewed multiple uh, young Royals players last year, and we had an interview with MJ Melendez. We thought it was a great interview, and... Cody had defective equipment, he says. We think he was user error. I don't think yeah. other interviews worked and fine. It was a failure. It was Nick, an absolute failure on Cody's behalf. And it was awful. And it was all your fault. And, and for somebody Nick, who has decades and decades of experience in radio, for you to not simply get the interview recorded with quality audio is... I mean, you know, an you, absolute they, breakdown. And then on you your took behalf. shots at the engineering department. They came. I did not take so shots was, at the engineering department. So we're negligence. Here, MJ Melendez, this go around. It's a fiasco, man. Well, there shouldn't be any problems this time. I'm surprised he even wants to come back and do it again after that. Well, he might not even know he that that one went know. poorly. He did. I, I texted him. What you're now? So, well, this is going to now. MJ's not going to come. The second you start texting with people, means you could say something. Uh, okay, you threw in me under the filterless. You threw, Life. you threw me under the bus with Vinny, so how's it feel? Vinny and I had a great relationship before Tuesday. When you asked him if he fit on a roller coaster? Yeah. You, that had nothing to do with you me. You could have backed me up. You could have backed me up. Backed you, you up? Yeah. Because you could have tried to smooth things over and say, hey, Vinny, I don't think he meant anything by it. He's he's six foot four. He's not, he's not seven foot eight, 400 pounds. You're describing him like... He would never fit in any vehicle of any sort. There are plenty of six foot four people. Okay, on do you this think earth. he would fit in a Volkswagen Beetle comfortably? <laughs> I wouldn't even fit in that. Do you think he would fit in the back seat of a Cadillac CTS? Oh, random poll. <laughs> that was such a weird oh, car to name. Poll. Anyway. Oh, that's such a weird car to name. But that'll be awesome. Yeah, coming up next Friday, Red Friday. Like you said, commercial free. And MJ Melinda and Michael Massey will be there for the entire I think hour. it was a smart decision, too. My understanding is Nick is not invited uh, to Rally House next Friday. That's my understanding. So. Well, I'm not trying to get him involved yeah. with other Royals yeah. players based on how it went with Vinny. That's exactly right. I think it was a smart decision. There was some discussion about if Nick should come. Mm-hmm. Then after that text. Nope. We came to the wise decision that maybe it was best if Nick stayed back. Mm-hmm. I think so. Why don't you want me to come? Because of everything we just went over, man. <laughs> we just covered this. <laughs> you guys are not team players. You, you guys, you the second is... you guys have the opportunity to throw me under the bus to, like, try and get ahead in life, man, you guys are the <laughs> typical cut your throat to get ahead. You're always calling us kiss asses, and I think what it is is we're polite. 
You're, no. you're mistaking kiss no, ass you guys are for suck polite ups. and won't you, say rude things you to people. You suck ups. You think throwing me under the bus is going to earn brownie points and like that's like someday. You're the Tyreek of this. It just has think, to be said. No, it doesn't think, have to be said. Yeah, you think you think that Vinny Pasquantino's coming to your kid's birthday party if you if you throw me under the bus? <laughs> Ain't happening. Party. Ain't happening, pal. You're gonna make me actively root for getting Vinny at her. Vinny birthday party. Vinny's not ever coming to, to hang out on one of your 17 patios at your house. Okay, it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> Uh, that's not what I want. I was just trying to be nice to someone. Polite. Not be like, ooh, look at the giant. Like, that's you. Look at pointing. the giant? That's you. Pointing. Yeah, gawking. I think I was calling him Shrek. <laughs> okay, you're right. Vinny's a small man. He's tiny. <laughs> he is, uh, he is, uh, what's the guy, the Mookie Betts. That's who he is. He is Jose Altuve out there. Can hardly see him. He's so small. Is that better? Now these people they're giving just they're giving their size on the text line six six three twenty. I drive a Pontiac Fiero, so they're saying they're fine. Nick. Okay, you that you the like one CTS. you do this more than any. You're the worst of by the way of the show of choosing picking one text. One text. There could be eighteen texts disagreeing with you, and then there's one text. No, there's only, with you and you there say, was what? someone who said they're six three and they don't fit comfortably in roller coasters. So yeah, another guy said he derailed Space Mountain at Disneyland because <laughs> well, his legs are too long. That feels like a stretch. <laughs> this guy actually derailed a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that? <laughs> that would be quite the scene. That'd be quite the scene. So anyway, uh, next Friday we're going to be out at Rally House. Uh, and we will be having Michael Massey and MJ Melendez host the 1 o'clock hour with us commercial-free. Really looking forward to that. Give me a ton of fun next week here on Cody and Golden on 610 Sports Radio. I, I did want to talk about, thinking of Nick, uh, uh, a, a bigger human being, Chris Jones. Do you, you think he can get on roller coasters? Absolutely not. No? <laughs> he would derail Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Jones is an absolute beast. 15 and a half sacks this season. And we knew even before it was a career year that he was going to have to get a new deal one way or the other, right? Either a new deal with the Roy- with the Chiefs, excuse me, or a new deal elsewhere via trade. Yesterday, CDOT on the drive had Mike Gennetti on from Track, And they, of course, do a great job in trying to project uh, the potential contracts, right? And estimate what the market value is going to be. And listen to what he said about what a potential extension could look like for one Chris Jones. He's approaching Aaron Donald territory, even mathematically, man. It's uh, just pumping out the algorithm. I get him close to $29, 30000000 million per year. So we're talking somewhere in that four for 120 you know, or three for 120, 30 million a year type contract. That's the, uh, that's what the math says. I'm not sure if that's something the chiefs can do right now uh, because they've got some team friendly deals kind of spread around that roster, but that's just what the production looks like over the past two seasons for Chris Jones. Four for $120 million, Cody. There is a real discussion inside the chiefs organization that is going to have to be had, even with the guy that's having a career year. If that is, a dollar amount that you are willing to go to, even if we all agree he was the best interior defensive lineman in football and is coming off of, will be coming off of, a career year. I think I know the fan sentiment. I think 90% of fans want Chris Jones back. I think I'm comfortable in saying that, especially if he finally gets that playoff sack and it helps him go and win a Super Bowl. But what have we discussed the minute they traded Tyreek Hill? And this is where I struggle with the dollar amount of four Spending for 120 is we, we said, all right, if they're willing to move on from Tyreek Hill, then if your name's not Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, they're willing to move on or just say, hey, this is where we're at. 
this is where we're at. And if this dollar amount isn't good enough for you, then we have to make other plans. And I, I think that is going to have to be a real conversation because I don't think if it's not Mahomes or Kelsey that they're willing to make that player the highest paid at their position. And that is a real struggle that, and I think it's going to be a really tough conversation this offseason. Now from a purely look at this defense, what on earth does it look like without Chris Jones? Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm with you. That's terrifying. But man, they showed with some actions last year on the offensive side of the ball, even that they weren't willing to make someone the highest paid player. So I, I, I do not think four for 20 by any means is this, is this, Oh yeah, they're going to, they're absolutely going to sign them for that. If that really is the dollar amount, I think there's some real conversation to be had about whether or not he would have to be traded. So a lot of this always gets pointed back to the Patriots model. The Patriots sure. still paid some players. I think it's just more about picking and choosing the players that you pay. Now I understand this notion that you can never play a player 100% of their value. And the players who stay are the ones who will take eight or nine cents on the dollar, right? I want to be here in Kansas city. I want to win titles. You know, those, those type of players. But honestly, the Tyreek and the Chris Jones conversations are so different to me because one, you can so more easily make up because of the existence of Patrick Mahomes. Replacing Chris Jones is going to be a massive challenge. Now, here's the good news. You wouldn't get nothing for him. Chris Jones would have a trade market. Absolutely. He'd probably have a very good trade market. Similar wow. to that of Frank Clark, you would be looking at a first-round pick or a second-round pick. I mean, you would get good value back for Chris Jones. So I'm not saying that there's not something in it for you. But to in order to execute this, like if you're really going to walk on Chris Jones, which I'm not for, you better really believe in George Karloftis. The only thing that I could see changing this is if we go through another two-game playoff run in which they get knocked on the AFC title game and he puts up a goose egg. No sacks again, and this is where the Chiefs, Chiefs fans or the front office is going to be like, it's cool that he gets all those regular season sacks, but we also need guys who perform in the postseason or whatever. I would have zero interest in walking at Chris Jones. I'd probably pay him the four for 120. And I told you that there was a limit for me on the, on the Tyree kill end of how much you should or can be willing to pay a certain player. And we all said that, right? Like I was like, I'll pay him 25 million. We get to 30. I don't think so. Like there's a, always a theoretical limit. I understand that Chris Jones, maybe four for 160. I'm like, no, $40 million a year. I don't think so. Right. But if it's really four for 120, I think that's what you're looking at is a player that's barely going to go into their thirties, 31, 32, at an interior defensive line position that's dominant enough that I think he can keep doing it. And they'll probably be down after two or three years. Just as long as you can keep that extension to four years, I think that's probably about right. Now, look, if you if you give him a new extension, a new contract with an extension, we know already his cap hit next year is is extremely high. There's actually a chance where in the short term, depending on how they structure the contract, where you could lower his cap hit for next season. You know, right now, Chris Jones' cap hit is scheduled to be about $28.2 million for 2023. That'll be his age 29 season. If you came together, Cody, on a four for 120, let's say that cap hit in year one, depending on what the Chiefs want to do yeah. with other options in the saves in the, you money next year. There's a chance you could lower that from 28 to I don't know, 16 to 18 to 20, whatever it may be. Now, there's also, of course, anytime we say four for 120, what's the real thing that matters there? How much is guaranteed, and how much can you guarantee up front? Is there a chance that you can say, hey, to your point, Cody, could you get out of it after two or three years? In the first two years, are you able to put together a dollar amount where, hey? We're willing to, to maybe entice you a little bit. We'll, we'll go ahead and, and give you that money. It's 55 or 60 million guaranteed in the first two years. 
You know, those are the, that, that's going to be the really interesting thing this offseason. I agree with you with playoff performance. You know, if Chris Jones has three sacks in the postseason on the way to a Super Bowl win, man, oh, man, that's awfully tough as a, of a front office to just go ahead and not not give him what, what he's going thing? to be Who seeking. Who do you want them to pay? Like, it's not – they're never going to just not only pay Mahomes. That's not how any functional organization works. No, they're not going to only not pay – they're not going to only the, pay – Who's, the, who's yeah. the other guy they're paying right now? Again, I don't think – to me – I don't think that's the conversation, though. I, yeah. I think it is not that they don't have to pay people. It's that are you willing to outside of number 15 and number 87? And by the way, number 87, he might be that highest paid tight end for a few weeks like he was. He didn't reset the market, though. Travis Kelsey could have did not reset the market, as we know. This is what we're talking about, and, the 80 and, or 90 right, cents correct, on a dollar. Is they're not not willing to pay guys, not willing to take care of guys. Because, again, as you said, they were willing to go to 25 for Tyree Kill. The question is, is there anybody else on the roster, not named Mahomes and Kelsey, that they're willing to either make re- the reset player. a market or make them the highest paid at their position? To this point, the answer has been no. Right? Not on Orlando Brown Jr. and not on Tyree yeah. Kill. Multiple players, yeah. they've had an opportunity so, to essentially right. do the market setting And deal. so to this point, the answer is no. Is Chris Jones the third guy? Maybe. By the way, maybe. I mean, 15 and a half sacks. He is as important as anybody on defense, obviously. So I don't think it's impossible, but it is not a simple, oh man, hey, he's got a career year, so he's got to get, you got to give him the four for 120. I don't think it is that cut and dry whatsoever. They have to decide. What if, would, go ahead. No, I was going to just, just curiosity. What would your, what would your well, plan be to fix it? Like if he's gone, just obviously trade him. And then let's say you get the best case scenario. You get the uh, late first round pick. Uh, or an sure. early second round pick out of uh, Chris Jones, which isn't crazy. Think about what the Chiefs gave up for Frank Clark. Chris Jones is still in his 20s. He's getting up to 30, but he's still in his 20s. Right. He's coming off a 15 and a half season, 15 and a half sack season. There will be massive interest for Chris Jones. Of course. So is your hope that you're just finding the next Chris Jones in the draft? Do you spend oh, half well, you of that money for him. a veteran? I mean, because yeah. you can't. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, you don't just it's like Tyreek. You can't just replace yeah. him. Do you sign three defensive linemen for the price it is to pay him and hope that enough rotational defensive ends can do that? Because fight all we ask for in this organization is can you can you get some damn sacks? And they get up to fourth in the NFL, and the second they get there, they're like, well, it's been nice seeing you. Because having a dominant pass rusher is really important in the NFL. And I don't know where you rank it anymore. We have this conversation with offensive tackle. I think offensive tackle's really shot down the list for me of level of importance. Quarterback one, right? We're there. I would still put wide receiver ahead of offensive tackle, and I would put defensive end ahead of offensive tackle. But it's it's still like the third yeah, most pass, pass, pass rusher. Yeah, still exactly. like the third most important position to me. No question. Yeah, I mean, no, no question. I mean, so we don't know how the Chiefs also feel about the draft class coming out, right? That's something I, I don't have an answer for you on. I don't think anybody does other than those in the building. Like, how do they feel about this crop of, of talent coming out of the draft? Also, the, the potential guys that may or may not be free agents. I, I, there is going to have to be, if you decide that you're willing to not give him that contract extension, yeah, there's, there's not just one guy you're replacing him with. It means you're going to have to fill that through the draft and also through multiple guys in free agency. Do you feel that it's better to divvy up the money across three players or have 80% of it going to one? You know, I'm exaggerating. 70% going in to... In this case, yeah. 70% going to one. I'll take right. a bunch of dudes saying, behind Chris is, Jones and have Chris Jones. But these a are wide the receiver, I felt differently. Yeah, these, these are the questions that they, and I'm sure, of course, they obviously have, like that they've discussed, that they have to figure out. And from a fan perspective, what he does in the postseason uh, will, will sway it a little bit. Um, I, I really believe. I mean, if it's another early exit. Um, but he has five sacks in three games exit. or three sacks in three games. We're probably having a very different conversation. Like, the conversation gets harder. The real question is, and this is something we don't know, how much does Chris Jones want to get paid? Does he want to be Aaron Donald? 
And this probably goes back to the conversation we've had, too. Like, if he wins a Super Bowl, it's a lot easier to say, I'm going to get paid. Mm -hmm. Right? I got two Super Bowl rings, and I'm going to go get $120 million from some team out in free agency. Like, it's a lot easier to have that conversation when you're already sitting on two Super Bowl rings. You'll be somebody's biggest offseason signing. And again, remember, with Chris Jones, just to point out, he's got one year left on his deal. So he's either getting an extension with the Chiefs or a sign-and-trade type deal, right? Frank Clark deal. Final year of his deal. Those are the only options. Like, there's no scenario where they cut him, and there's no scenario where... He's a free, you know, a free agent. They're not letting him walk and not getting something for his, for his, uh, his value or anything like that. We'll talk more about this a little bit later on. Also, with Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, he's going to join us coming up at eleven o'clock. But up next, there is a big narrative shift that could occur for the Chiefs, depending on what happens over the next month. We'll tell you what that is next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot, trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Just getting started here on a Thursday. Coming up in 30 minutes, Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, going to join us. Also, Nick's notable notes coming up in 15 minutes. If you missed it to start the show, really excited. Next Friday, we'll be out at Rally House in Oak Park, or in the Oak Park Mall area. Be uh, hanging out with Michael Massey, MJ Melendez. They're going to be hosting the show for the 1 o'clock hour with us. Commercial free, talking football, talking some baseball, talking offseason, everything what's been going on with those guys they might have some good Vinny Pasquantino stories for us as well. Looking forward to uh, to that. It's, again, the the Royals, if you're interested in the Royals this year, it's going to be in the young players and what they can do. And I think that uh, as much as you kind of got used to meeting all the players who've been around there, I'm not sure everybody's met this whole crop of Royals yet. Some of them didn't come up till the middle of the last year, right? I mean, Vinny didn't come up till June. Michael Massey didn't come up till later in the year. This This is probably... Your first chance to go out, or if you're going to spring training, right, this will be one of your first chances to meet some of these players who are going to kind of shape the way the Royals play over the next few years. Yeah, just you know, just go to the Super Bowl in Glendale uh, on that Sunday the 12th, and then just, you know, because money's not an issue, obviously, you know, just, just stay for just a whole stay week. stay in Arizona. And just stay for the first week of spring training, too, while you're at it. You know, no big deal. Just take two weeks off of work, and no problem. Yeah. If you're rich enough, I don't think that what you're <laughs> describing is nearly <laughs> as big of a deal as we seem to think it is. So you're going to do it. I'm going to take two weeks off. Well, I don't. I don't want to take that time off because okay. I'm going to take some time okay. off in April to go to the Masters. Like a, you know. Oh, you know, excuse so. me. Excuse me. I'd feel bad if I took both. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. Why? What? Why? Why would you feel bad? You I don't get, know. You had. You get vacation time. I don't want to take it all at the beginning of the year. Then what happens at the end of the year? You but that's what it, you, you still do, take but it. That's what you do already. Is you you save it all year and then you get to Christmas time and you're like, oh, I better take nine days off. Hmm. So why don't you just use it when you want to? And then you don't have this like massive amount of days that you feel well, like first, you have to pack in. At the if the Chiefs year. go to the Super Bowl, he's more describing a fam. I'll probably be doing some work. I probably can't stick around for the first week of spring training if the Chiefs are like, you know, I don't know, having a Super Bowl parade or something. I'm probably supposed to like come back for that. For that part of my job. Okay. That's all. I don't know why you have to. You're very combative today. Ever since I blamed wow. you for Vinny Pasquantino not coming. Yeah, I mean, you're just like throwing me under the bus for a guy you've never even met, or you've met one time. You know, we've known each other for almost two years. Mm. 
And because, just, and because Vinny can hit a baseball really far, that <laughs> now he is more important to you than I am. That's not true. That's no, fine. Just, no, it's fine, dude. I stand it's for fine. what's right. It's fine. I don't even care. I'm fine. No, I don't even care, bro. We'll let Nick hand during his notes. I can't <laughs> wait to hear his notes today because I, I don't know what he's got, to, what in store, and it's, it's going to be directed at you perhaps as well. I'm, I'm not sure. So anyway, with the Chiefs entering this postseason, I, I do think there's a a narrative shift that can depend on what occurs in the playoffs, but also based on where we're standing right now, looking at this football team, to me, the offseason narrative shifts because the offseason narrative was way off. We got to, we got to acknowledge as much as we looked at some of the national pundits this past offseason after the Tyree kill trade. And, and we acknowledged as many did that. All right. All of a sudden thinking they're suddenly going to fall to a nine or 10 win team is crazy that they're going to not win the division. That, that's kind of r- ridiculous. Now that they ended up with the one seed, We'll see what the postseason success is or isn't there. You cannot actually say that this team is not going to continually be one of the top three teams in the AFC, therefore winning their division, until they prove us otherwise. Like last year, offseason it's was like Kansas basketball, Big like, 12 it stuff. Feel, it felt like the floodgates opened up. And everybody's like, oh, see, now we got a Tyreek's gone. We, we've got a reason now. And they all spent, and they've made yeah. it more competitive. We, 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 we got a reason now that they're not going to do it. And they still went out and did it. What's what's the excuse this offseason? What I'm saying is, like, I just think they squashed any of that. They truly have to prove it in a negative way. Prove that they can't win the division. Prove that they can't win 12-plus games a year. Because that is what they do every year. And they just did it without Tyreek Hill. So it, it, can someone honestly... This offseason in May, what are they going to say? Oh, the, the, let's say the Chiefs don't resign Chris Jones and they trade him. They're going to say, oh, they can't win twelve without Chris Jones. No, and by the done way, nothing like, but win twelve. My point is, like, I'm not saying that wouldn't be a big loss, but I will be like, no, what, no, because I think this they'll team be adjusts. worse. Yeah, but, but there'll yeah. be other adjustments they make. They might be better in other areas. They might go after another wide receiver. The most interesting part to me is the Chiefs have the most to lose from a narrative standpoint in the entire AFC postseason because if they lose before getting to the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, I think we're having a different conversation. But if they lose either of their two games, they are capable of playing in this. If they lose to the Bills, it's, well, here's another team who's caught up. Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Bengals took their spot to go to the Super Bowl last year. And now everyone's all together in one big mess, right? So now two teams are caught up with you. Not just one team can get bashed you. Now they both can. If the Bengals beat you, then it's, well, they've got your number. And you're going to have to design an offseason around why you keep losing to that team in particular if they're the one team standing in your way. If you lose to the Chargers or Jacksonville, then it's like, well, the Bills are right here, the Bengals are right here, and now we have to deal with the Chargers or Jacksonville? Like, it becomes even messier. I think the Chiefs, because everyone else only has stuff to gain. The Bills can be the breakthrough team. The Bengals can be like, we're better than Kansas City. They can make the argument if they're the team who goes through. The Chargers or Jacksonville, if they win, they can say, we've caught up. Our efforts have been worth it. Like, the Chiefs are the only ones whose story gets worse, if that makes sense. If the Bills lose, maybe. Because if the Bills lose, it'd be like, boy, you did all that and you're still nowhere. But Kansas City has the most to lose from a everyone else essentially playing catch-up in their department. But don't you think if they would say they win it all, Cody, and they represent the AFC, then it's like, oh, They've got the most to gain. They bury everyone in that conversation. If they get to the Super Bowl and they beat the Bills who were all in, you know, I understand Von Miller's hurt, but... They were all in, and if they end up having to face Cincinnati, then it's like, okay, they were 0-3, but they, they beat them in the title game this year. You can kind of – it calms the waters on that. It doesn't mean that Cincinnati's going away. If they win the Super Bowl, they have the most 
maybe the Bills, but they have the most to be like, well, you guys but are on the, screwed. On the negative end, the only part where I'll, I, I, I'll differ a little bit, on the negative end for the Chiefs, I really think that only applies with Cincinnati uh, in this scenario. Like, I, You know, if the Chargers beat the Chiefs in the divisional round, it's, just, it's massive disappointment, no question. But does that mean what, – what, what will happen? Oh, you're going to tell me there's going to be an offseason where everybody's going to pick the Chargers to win the AFC West? Guess what? That's been happening for three years. I'm just saying I don't know if it'll change that much, man. You're right. Like, if the Chargers upset the Chiefs, it'd be a huge deal. No question. But what's going to change in the offseason? They're just going to say the Chargers yeah. are going to win the division? Again, that's been that's, going on for years, though. Yeah, but the, the very least to me, then you can realistically entertain that conversation. They got themselves to 11 wins. They beat you in the postseason. Like, at least now their problem is going to be the same problem other teams are going to have here in just a year or two. The AFC, for as many great quarterbacks as there are, and there are a lot of them, there's no doubt. Herbert and Lawrence and Burrow and Allen and Mahomes. There's a lot of great youth at the quarterback position in the AFC. We're like two years away from everyone being rich. (laughs) Everyone being paid, and this conversation's dead. Then the playing field is even. Because that's what makes the Chiefs postseason interesting to me. Is right now it's not. The Chargers, the Bengals, and Jacksonville all have an advantage over Kansas City and Buffalo. They haven't had to pay their quarterback yet. Nick yesterday called it the single, or two days ago, called it the single greatest advantage in the NFL. And mostly NFL pundits and I, have we've all agreed with that notion, right? Having a quarterback, a great quarterback, on a rookie contract is one of the single greatest advantages you can have in the NFL. Yeah, it's but isn't what, Herbert getting paid this coming off season? Like, this is it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, we're, we're like two years away because I think two years away because I don't include Lawrence. We're two years away from those conversations being dead. To me, that's a great advantage for the Chiefs because if they go through this, like, you have all the advantage. Your quarterbacks aren't being paid. Burrow's not being paid. He's eligible for a contract extension. Herbert's not being paid. He's eligible for a contract extension this postseason. Then you're not even going to have that advantage anymore. You're going to have to do it the same way the Chiefs are doing it. You're going to have to let go of T. Higgins. To continue your offseason, you're going to have to walk that, on Stephon Diggs or not pay yeah. guys like Von Miller, whatever. But that's why I don't think like, if, if the Chargers in the short term, it would be a huge conversation if the, if the Chargers beat the Chiefs in the divisional round. But I don't think long term it would all of a sudden change everything because what you just told me, wow, the Chargers won a divisional round playoff game. Unless they go and win it, get to the Super Bowl with Justin Herbert, I would say, okay, they, they beat the Chiefs. That's a huge disappointment, massive win, seems like a step forward. But now they got to pay Herbert and – I, everybody would pick the Chargers to win the division next year and would be in the same boat. Like the one that to me changes it is potentially uh, the, the Cincinnati part just That's continues to add one. on, right? Because then it'd be four and oh, four and oh, go four and oh against Mahomes in that. If the Bills win, it's like the Bills, you know, the Bills win, it's the okay, so they've been beating you in the regular season. Now they finally got you in the playoffs, and that, that team is not, you know, that, that team is going to actually, uh, they're going to do it this time, yeah, be able to get over the hump. And it was worth the all-in approach. So yeah, narrative shift. But I don't. I don't know if it's all as negative as it sounds. Like if the Chiefs were to not make it to the Super Bowl, as long as it's not. I a, think a first outside of exit. Buffalo, what's the AFC team who has a negative narration if they lose early? Like that's it. I mean, right? I think Cincinnati a little bit, maybe a little because um, it's like, well, they had a drop off from the year before, but they weren't where they were supposed to be last year, and. Honestly, Cincinnati's thing will be stuck with the, like, well, we had to play a road game in Buffalo. We didn't know that we had to play that. Well, that's a fan narrative thing, not a – Sure. You know, that, that's a fan – A national TV I mean, that, narrative. That, that'll, yeah. come up with, <clears throat> that'll come up with the Bills. You know, if the Bills lose, it'll be like, well, they had – you know, they were so emotionally drained yeah. from DeMar Hamlin and all the – like, that, that'll that be the – if the Bills get knocked out in the first round – or the second round of the play, they're not going to lose to Miami. But if they will lose to Cincinnati. You don't think they're going to lose to 
And look, I'm I'm happy Skyler. for Skylar Thompson, yeah, a local I mean, kid. Good for him, but let's be honest. I mean, with all due respect, Simone, I mean, was he's he a Simone against, he's, uh, I, I have no idea. That feels like a Binkley question. That is a Binkley question. Send him a tag. He might be texting you in about five seconds anyway. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, he was. But uh, like, look, he's he's going up against Josh Allen on the Bills. Come on now, you can still be happy for the local kid and understand though that come on, he's not uh, he's not anywhere on the same level as the quarterback that he's facing, and that's in the playoffs. It's a big problem. It's a, it's a big problem in the playoffs when you have that kind of discrepancy at it, the quarterback. It goes spot. back to like the Colts game. It's like the Bills have to just do everything wrong. Turn it over, make special teams mistake, miss kicks, like whatever. Even, it's going to take a lot of things going poorly for yeah, the I mean, Bills to win that I mean, game. Even last week against the Jets, he had 166 yards. You know, so it's like they were close though. They almost won. To win. That's all. Well, or the, the they Dolphins did win. Did win. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Dolphins yeah. did win. Thinking of talking uh, and looking ahead to the future a little bit. Go back to August or early September. We were, we all like everybody does our, did our Super Bowl predict, predictions and. All that kind of stuff. We went back and looked to see where we're at. Do you want to revise these a little bit? Uh, uh, if given the choice. I, so okay. Yeah, so I had on the NFC side in the title game, I had the Cowboys playing the Packers with the Packers winning. Cowboys, okay. Well, one of those two teams you can stick yeah, with. If one you of want. them is not in the playoffs. Uh, whoops. Uh, the other side on the AFC, both are still alive. I have Chiefs and Bills in the AFC, and the Chiefs. And the Packers in the Super Bowl. Obviously, that cannot happen. What did you have again? Okay, so I had Chiefs Bills. Still feeling very good about that. I don't think I would change that even if given the opportunity. Even if you were a big believer in Cincinnati, Buffalo's going to get the home game. They have the easier first-round game, even if both starting quarterbacks are out. So I'd take my chances there in saying it's Chiefs Bills. The NFC, um, so I thought it was going to be Packers in the Super Bowl. That's a bad start. Happen to have them playing the Rams in the NFC title game. So, yeah, Gold, I don't think that I had the NFC right. Matter of fact, I was way off. Honestly, that conference, even now, is still a bit confusing. The second best team is led by a seventh rounder. Seattle's a playoff team, which I certainly did not expect. The Giants are a playoff team. I don't think I would have predicted that. Like, a lot of the NFC comes down to, and if you're making me revise and I get to choose new teams. Mm-hmm. I think I have to just put the Eagles in there. They have the bye, and they have the best roster in the NFL. I'll hope that Jalen Hurts looks more right in two weeks than he did in that final regular season game where he didn't look like himself for a majority of the regular season, but he's got two more weeks to get healthy. So, yeah, I would take the Eagles in that game. That second team, I'm I'm hard-pressed to say San Francisco, even as good as their roster is, is getting there with that quarterback. I don't know how I'm supposed to predict that that's the case. Part of me leans towards maybe it ends up being the Vikings, the team that everybody counts out because there's a lot of reasons why they should lose and they can lose to the Giants this weekend. But I think those are the two teams I choose. I know I could go with the Bucs or the Cowboys or somebody else, but I think I'll just take Justin Jefferson in a playoff game and assume he does something spectacular. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to reshuffle it, I mean, I, I'm not, the reason why I'm not going to pick the Eagles is because I already have the Cowboys, and that is not possible, most likely, based on seeding. They would play earlier, so I'm just trying to keep it realistic on that. Yeah. Like, it's not a possible matchup. So I'll go Niners and Cowboys now if I reshuffle it because I'm going to keep the team that I already had. I'm not going to take them out. No, but no. you don't think the Cowboys are actually going, though, do you? I mean, you well, think the they Eagles beat, are. If they beat the Bucks, then they end up potentially playing the Eagles division game. Anything can happen to that. Nick, are you going to make any changes to yours? Obviously. <laughs> what was your, what well, was I Nick? still have. Okay, so, have? so I had the Packers and the Eagles okay. in the NFC. I had the Chiefs and the Chargers in the AFC, which is impossible. impossible. That can't happen, yeah. Um, so my – did you guys give your pick, or your actual Super Bowl picks or just the championship picks? 
Championship right now. Championship right okay. now. Then I'll give my Super Bowl. So in the NFC, I'm sticking with the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship. Seen this rodeo. A few, I don't yeah. really need to You're just it. like, but Brady's going to get I'm there not, somehow. And I'm not even saying he's going to play well. Like, it's just it's just going to happen by whatever means necessary. The Bucks will somehow wind up in the NFC Championship game yeah. because that's just the way the world works. In the AFC Championship game, I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, Nick, why? Yeah. So Nick is... He picked I, the Chargers I, to beat the Chiefs in the NF- AFC title game yeah. anyway, and now he has a chance to revise it to pick the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and he's still going to choose them to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, I can do whatever I want. First off, just want to let that be known. I can pick whichever teams I want. You and, can. Uh, I don't know, man. I just go with vibes. I just go with vibes, man, and I'm not. I'm not getting Nick's Super Bowl vibes from the Chiefs. Nick's got something. From not Brandon getting Staley Super Bowl and vibes Herbert. from the Chiefs. What? I'll take the Chiefs to go to yeah, the Super Bowl I, for I, what it's worth, and I'll take the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl, and I'll take the Chiefs to win it. I still think that I don't think that they're a heavy favorite, and I don't think they should be. I think that they're in two coin flip games, but I think the AFC is winning the Super Bowl this year. If you're going to make me choose a team from the AFC to get to the Super Bowl, I'm going to take the team at the bye who has to do one less super hard game. I'm not saying the Chargers game or the Jags game will be layups for the Chiefs if that ends up being the matchup they get, but I'll still take the team with a bye. So so versus who? Eagles. So you're going with Chiefs-Eagles? Yep. Uh, so I, I had the Chiefs and Bills in the AFC title game before the season. I'm obviously not going to change that now. Um, so I'll stick. I'll stick with that, uh, and I'll have the Chiefs winning that. Even now, it's a neutral site. That was one thing I did not predict. Uh, in in no, August, I, I, thought... I, I did not predict that they would change the rules that already exist mid-season or anything like that. So we all missed be, that one. We all we all did not see that one coming. Uh, so Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and now that it can't be against the Packers, I'll stick again with the team. I'll, I'll go Chiefs Cowboys. Chiefs winning the Super Bowl against Jerry Jones. Cowboys. Cowboys. I think you know how I said that popular upset. You know how I said that the Buccaneers have to be in the NFC championship game because that's just the way the world works. I think that I think also in that same world, the Cowboys can't go to the Super Bowl. Like it's just not allowed. The Buccaneers (laughs) have to play in or Tom Brady has to play in a conference. And the Cowboys can't get there. And the Cowboys absolutely (laughs) they are banned from any. So are the Bucs going to the Super Bowl in your situation? Are you finally going to come to best team wins? I'm going to go with Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl. And I think the Buffalo Bills win. That would have been your... Did you predict the Bills to win the Super Bowl before the season started? No, I picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl. So, as you can see, I'm due. I'm due for (laughs) some good predictions. I did have the Eagles in the NFC Championship, so I deserve some credit for that before the season. Forget all the other picks. Breaking news in the NFL. The NFL has officially announced, according to Adam Schefter and others, if a neutral site AFC Championship game is played, it will be held in Atlanta. There you go. There you go. Thank you for finally announcing that NFL. Appreciate that. So go ahead and book your flights in Atlanta just in case. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Might as well. That seemed like the most fair venue, didn't it? Magic City Wings. Would you go? Would you go to Magic City, Cody? No. no, Oh, you know what, Nick? No, thank you. Guillotine League is over. One of the stipulations with the guillotine. Oh, we forgot to tell Nick Price about this. Is that Cody said at the end of the season? Because someone offered up for their spot. They said they would. What was it? Two hundred dollars? Three hundred dollars? For Cody's first ever strip club experience. I might say that perhaps they can bump this. Maybe you should fly to Atlanta and go to Magic City for the wings, um, and just go for the wings. 
or you can wait till by maybe, myself. Tell you what, Cody. No, tell you what. No, you can go. Uh, Dane and Hughes, Cling, Mitch Holtis, you Dan can Israel. Get out of having to get yeah. a lap dance by. Yeah. Yeah. I never agreed to a lap dance. Let's be very clear about that. Well, you agree. Hold on, you're not gonna just go. Oh, I only agree to go. I never agreed to a lap dance. Well, you're, you're gonna, gonna get one, yeah, and that's yeah. just final. So I would say that we'll let you out of it if you agree to do like a wing eating contest at the strip club. <laughs> I don't agree to either of those. I don't have to agree to it's your secondary terms. Yeah, it's one of no, the it's not. I just yeah, agreed to go. Well, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay a, a dancer to give you a lap dance, and I'm also going to pay double that. To I the can ba- pass. No, I'm going to pay the bouncer to hold you down. Make make sure you do it. He won't let you leave. That's assault. That's not assault. <laughs> I won't allow it. Well, you won't. You can't pull your camera. You can't pull your phone out in a strip club anyway. So you'll have no way to document it. That's fair. Do we do we agree with the decision of Atlanta's the stadium, the indoor aspect of it? I understand why the NFL goes with it. I kind of was looking forward to the possibility of an outdoor stadium, but this does make the most sense as a backup site, just generally speaking. It's what equidistant ish from both Buffalo and Kansas City, which means both teams have an equal chance to travel to this game. And I don't, they haven't announced how ticketing and all that stuff is going to work. And now you've given fans enough time that if there's an AFC title game, you can plan a trip to Atlanta. Like, you can get down there. What's that, a 12-hour drive? Uh, I don't know. Sounds about right. I've never looked that I made one it up. once. I know, obviously, Atlanta is a very easy place to fly into. That's the nice thing for both fan bases, right? You can very easily get into, what is that, Hartsfield Airport, Atlanta Hartsfield. Very easy. It seems like the most, you know, like, I don't know the – the rumors surrounding that Bob was talking a little bit about it and all the rumors surrounding like which sites each city wanted like, sure, fine. Try shoot for the moon. But in the end, you have to choose a site that kind of makes sense for both. I'm just wondering, like, I still can't, I'm fascinated by how it'll feel. If like, I'm fascinated how it'll feel if Kansas city plays back to back neutral site, <laughs> like the bills or the chiefs, Yeah. like playing in a neutral site in the AFC title game, and then going to do another neutral site in the super bowl. It will feel weird. It just will feel weird. By the way, somebody did do the math. 800 miles. I had him tie 800 miles from Kansas city, 900 from Buffalo. So I don't know that you could have done anything more fair. Pretty good. That. Again, with once Indy was out of the question, uh, I think Atlanta, cause they, we knew they were going to probably go to a dome. I know there was talk about outdoor stuff, but the dome makes the most sense. It's also one of the newest stadiums, and I mean, it's a beautiful stadium. Makes a ton of sense, and hopefully, Buffalo loses, and we don't have to worry about the Atlanta thing. But if now we know, if Buffalo keeps winning and the Chiefs keep winning, uh, then we're talking about a neutral site AFC title game for the Which, first time. Just out of curiosity, if you got to choose the way next weekend goes, because we know the Chiefs will be playing yeah. in it, let's just assume that it's Buffalo and Cincinnati, just for the sake of this okay. fun argument. Do you want the Chiefs to play first or Buffalo? Like, do you want the, let's say the Chiefs win. Yeah. Do you want to find out and wait to find out if the Bills are going to beat the Bengals? Or do you want to know going oh. into the game, if they win, it's neutral site? What no, would you I think, prefer? I think the, the way more entertaining is the Chiefs would play divisional round against, let's say, the Chargers. And the then Jags. you're waiting to find out, uh, yes. are they going to be yes. at home or are they going to be in Atlanta? Totally agree. Fred, the, fr- that's, that's, that's fun. From an entertaining yeah. entertainment standpoint? It's way more fascinating. The Chiefs play on Saturday. They win their game against the Chargers or the Jags, most likely. And then we're just waiting till Sunday afternoon to find out if you're going to Atlanta or if next week is going to be hosted at Arrowhead. And then you'll find yourself rooting. Again, I think you can make an argument for both. Kansas City plays just as good on the road as they do at home. And the Bengals have been a much more tricky matchup for the for the Chiefs. But, you know, home game. From a fan perspective, I assume fans... Season ticket holders, 
I assume they all yeah, want I don't to know hear. how the t- I don't know how, I don't how they, you would choose not well, here. Oh, I don't know how the ticketing stuff will work. I already see people asking about like, well, if I'm a season ticket they holder, they said they'll and, announce. Yeah, you have to wait for that. Probably a couple weeks, a uh, couple weeks or so for for that. But that would be on if needed that Sunday uh, at 5:30 Central Time in Atlanta, Chiefs Bills AFC title game. If that's the matchup we get, we already know the time and we know the location now. I f- still feel like it's going to have weirdo vibes, but I'm interested oh, yeah. at least to see how it goes. I still, I, you know, this part of it, at least I don't know one way or the other, if people are going to really come out of this ever feeling like it was fair, because it seems like bills and Chiefs fans and Bengals fans have already decided in some way it's not, which right. to me is, is a sign that either you've made a really bad decision or it is truly fair. If all three sides feels like something got left on the table, but I still think that for a site perspective, you could do a whole lot worse than sending this team down to Atlanta for a neutral site game. Yeah, I feel like it's March Madness. You know, it's like, oh, well, they got screwed. They, they were on that three-seed line, and they should Always been. in the wrong bracket, right? All I know is if March Madness rules, the number one seed gets preference. They get closest to home. They get to only that. Only in this year does the number one say, seed not mean that. And it's always that. It's like, you know, if they get in that Sweet 16 matchup, I can't believe they're going to have to play Kansas in Kansas City. That's <laughs> not fair. They're the two. It's always... <laughs> Always those kinds of storylines. I'm just happy you didn't end up in Pittsburgh, which was, I wonder how real that ever was. That's absolutely outrageous. All right, our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. You thought Nick was mad at Cody before. Now he doesn't get his notable notes till later on in the show because we're going to talk to Dane and Hughes next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.